Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane in here with Chris Valente. Chris, we haven't like you and I talked since like the Super Bowl. I know it's we were just talking about it before we hit record the whole COVID thing and everything just throw me off a little bit here. My whole routine yeah, you, is you, off. You, Everything's off. You had you had you had COVID and literally the next day you went to the Super Bowl where you probably didn't sleep for three days. And then, and then this past weekend I did not sleep for three days either for spring training trip with our partners. So yeah, uh, no sleep for the past month, I feel like, between sleeping on a porch in the freezing cold, Super Bowls, and partner weekend. So yeah, it's been an it's been a, it's been a interesting month. Wild. Wild month. Well, welcome back. I hope that, you know, you... Get your proverbial shit together. I uh, I, I, I hope that, that too. I need to I need to do that. That's that's on the agenda. That's on the agenda to get. <laughs> it's on the right straight and narrow. I get on the straight and narrow. So this is. All right. Remember how I always sometimes sound really douchey when I say these things. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear this. So <laughs> um, so partners weekend we, we 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 is great, and we go to a bunch of we go to a bunch of steakhouses, right? And we just eat, we drink, we do this thing. It's like take care of our partners. I I have another steak dinner this Thursday for another partner that we just did a, a significant deal with, and I'm like I can't eat any more steak from a steak. Like my my fingers like don't are swelling, my th- my rings don't fit. Like I just need a break. I need to get my life back on track. Like this is such a first world problem. I understand this. I understand. I sound terrible saying this. Oh, you have to go to a steakhouse. Yeah. Oh, not, not only a steakhouse, you're not going to Outback. No, I'm going to right? Capitol like, Grill. Are, I'm going to Capitol Grill. Right, you're going to like the nicest steakhouse. This, but, is, the, uh, this is what happens when you get successful. Yeah. These I, are the problems uh, of success. I, I, yeah, I'm going to order the fish. I'm pretty sure. I'm not, not ordering the, <laughs> It's going to pain me, but I think I have to order some like fish or something, right? Like I can't just keep eating steak. Getting too this old. Uh, Got to take care of that mo diet. More money, more mo problems. This is a biggie line. Yeah, yeah. No, again, I apologize to all those out there that I sound complete douchey because that. There's I, college kids listening to this podcast going eat, like, eat, oh, "Sorry, Chris." Yeah, they're eating ramen. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, By the way, ramen. I think as a college was one of the more overrated things that like you. Oh, you only eat ramen. I may have had ramen noodles once. I've never, I've never had it in my life. Right, exactly. Right, but it's the poor college thing to do. But I, I know uh, people it doesn't who make a sense. Like it's just, and I, my my daughter, my my three year old daughter Emma loves it, and it, like I look at the package, look at the package. There's like a billion uh, things of uh, salt. Yeah, it's like five days worth of salt in one packet. <laughs> so yes, she, she I'm mean, no wonder she loves it. She loves it. Like she crushes ramen. Yeah. Uh, there, have you ever had like really good ramen, like at a restaurant? Not in a long, long, long time. But I, I we have a ramen place by us that I want to try, but I haven't had it. There's a handful of meals that you remember in your life, right? Like, you like I went to a restaurant and that was un, out of this world. Yep. One of mine was in Providence and it was uh, ramen, and it was the greatest. Uh, it, one of my top five meals in my life that I've had at a restaurant. It's unbelievable. I think went for my birthday maybe like it was pre-pandemic. I think all top East Ender, fi- East, East, End, Ender. East End. So it's just it's just East like it's just like an is it no- it's just a noodle place. No, it's just like a just a uh, an eclectic restaurant I'll call it. It didn't really have a a theme if you will. What made you order ramen? It sounded great on the menu and uh I don't it was like pork in there or something. I don't know. But it was awesome. And then I love it. If a if a waiter did this to me every time I would just think I was like the, 
just is like it makes me feel good. Where when you order something on a menu, right? You're at the uh, restaurant, and you go, oh, you know, I'll have the the pork ramen, and they go, ooh. Great choice. And you're like, yes, baby. And you're like, yeah. Jackpot. Yeah, I did something good. Yeah, I did something good. And he gave me that eye of great choice. My heart felt filled with joy. That uh, <laughs> Food, food I got is so his, good. It's so good. Like a good <laughs> I food. got his approval of this. And then when I had it, it was that good. Um, so when someone get, when the waiter gives you that like, ooh, that a boy. That makes me that makes me feel good when they just kind of like write it down like yeah, fine medium rare got it. That doesn't make me feel as good, but when they give you the you know oh that a boy that a boy I love I love I love that yeah. And there's nothing that. better than a good meal really. There's really not. It's just like satisfying, especially if you're good company. I think I I, yeah. I mean my I'm I think my best meals. All my best meals, because I, I, it's hard to top this, is Italy. I think every best meal I've ever had has to be in Italy because it's just stupid. It's not fair what they have over there. <laughs> like, it's just not natural that they get to eat like that every single day. But pretty sure that's where all my best meals have been. I can imagine that. I can imagine that. One day. One day we'll get over You there. You need to go. You're like Ita- you're more Italian than I am sometimes. <laughs> I make, uh, I like to make pasta. I like to make, uh, I like to make sauce. Oh, I, I didn't even tell you. I before. ate it. Did, yeah. I t- did I not tell you I ate it? Did I- Your wife sent my wife a picture. Oh, that's right. That's right. She did. And uh, uh, you guys made like chicken parm one night. We did. Delicious. It's pretty good sauce, right? That yeah, was delicious. Very yeah, good. Very it. good for, for a Mick. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because I'm half Irish. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was great. It was very good. I, I applaud yeah. you. I applaud, I applaud your sauce making efforts. Oh, thank you very much. I, One day I'll have to give you my vodka sauce. I would love. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to have it. I made vodka sauce once for Christmas. And it was really good. It was really good. Love, love me some vodka sauce. So, um, what's going on in the world? So we got to talk about this, right? Um, I spent 17 years in baseball. You spent a long time. Anything that you want to talk about with this uh, lockout? Yeah, ridiculousness. I do. I, you know what? It's funny. We were talking about like how can we actually talk about this without getting me in trouble? Because um, yeah, right. <laughs> so here's what I'll tell you: uh, a couple weeks ago, when this started to go south in the negotiations, where they had the the deadline, right? It was that deadline at at night, and I stayed up. Speaking of not sleeping, I stayed up till three in the morning. You were texting me. I was. I was asleep. I was I was up till three in the morning, and I was. Texting also with a bunch of other people, but also one of my colleagues, Lucas uh, Malloy, who works with us at Fenway, and he and I were going back and forth, and we were like, we were all in, man. Like, what I what I put, what I realized during that process and that night was, people were like asking me like, what were you doing? I'm like, it's this is my livelihood, right? Like, yeah, right. This is my li- like I am literally watching on pins and needles whether or not my livelihood is going to be happening or not in the next couple weeks, and everything that I've been successful at selling will be executed or not. Like, it's been two long years before this of just crazy chaos that we thought, oh, you know what? <laughs> Let's maybe get out of it and do 2022. So it did reaffirm to me because sometimes you're always like, right, you question life and whether or not you're doing the right thing it reaffirmed to me that I still really do give a shit because I stayed up to three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. Watching it like 
anybody else that was trying to figure out what the hell was going to happen. And I was like, oh, like, and the news that was coming out was positive. Like, oh, deal, deal, deal. And then, boom, like, drop the hammer. Like, we're not, we're going, we're going to bed. We'll talk tomorrow. They met again throughout the day. And, like, the pessimism just kept pouring out. And they didn't get a deal done. And it was, like, it was crushing, man. Like, it hurt. Like, it really hurt. And it, 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 it kind of deflates you a little bit. And, like, the people that I've talked to on the inside with us, like, that, are in all this like we're all a little like confused but it's our livelihood that we we've worked so hard to keep afloat for the last two years to have this going on is is tough and i think that's sometimes lost in all of this is the people behind the scenes that this is affecting right like it's not just the players or the, the owners it's a lot of people that are from the concession workers or to the people the vendors or the people who have businesses in the spring training parks around the park like there's a lot of people that this trickles down to affect and um it's just sometimes lost in that but it's it's really like you're on pins and needles I'm, i mean uh, quite frankly it's it's 9 30 what is this tuesday night and they're talking about canceling the week of games unless they get a deal done and i'm watching twitter again all night long of like is this are they or aren't they right are they gonna make a deal so it, it's just it's 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 not fun um but it also just it reminds you like what how much goes into this in terms of your passion, your work, your effort that it's out of your control and but you still really, really care because this this is what you do for a living. It's not just like, oh, I gotta play baseball games. It's like, well, this is again, this is this is how I feed my family. Like it's not just like whether or not they play baseball. How do you you know, you have got how do you handle it like when you can't control anything? Like how you know you can't control if they're gonna raise the CBT or you're yeah. not gonna you know, the uh, let's put it this way you know, if I could control it pool yeah but all I was if we could control it this shit would be done we would have gone in there, <laughs> like we're done. Is, if we negotiated how these guys do jeez but no um it's it's tough and like I've I, I've talked to a lot of individuals and coworkers. Who who are struggling right now, man? It's like we've been through the ringer. And the only thing that honestly has kept me a little bit more grounded than probably if this wasn't going on, and this is this is terrible, is like is the war. Like I I can't feel too bad for myself in the sense that it could be a hell of a lot worse, right? You get the the, the key word is perspective. Like right. this is not the end of the world what's going on like people that are literally losing their lives and losing their homes and being driven from their country in the ukraine and i think to not address that is like is kind of <laughs> you don't you don't want to call it like selfish but it just gives you like a pinch me moment like okay i definitely had a night where i vented and let it all out but and i needed it uh to my wife but i now i think i've moved on to the point of like okay it's completely out of my control Life will go on. We've gotten through this before in other situations. You can control what you control. Stay positive, optimistic. Baseball will eventually play, right? Like whether it's a steamroller, you know, baseball's moved on like a steamroller. What was that the uh, from Field of Dreams? Um, I forget the quote, but you should you keep can't you can't be throwing movie quotes at me. It's not fair. Cause I just did. You, yeah, but you throw me off track when you come at me with a movie quote because you're know, you're not supposed. Fun, to... isn't it? kind of fun so yeah no it's there's look there's bigger problems in the world and that's an understatement of of the century right so and uh, along those lines the end of the world for you but literally the end of the world is happening in the world in a part of the world. yeah and it's just like 
that that was the mind f that I was going through that night when I was I was literally scrolling through Twitter, and every other update was Bob Nightingale, Evan Drellick, owners meeting, blah blah blah. Evan Drellick's very good at the updates. I I, I think he's a good uh, Twitter follow on this. He's got he's got the great insight. And then it was like oh, because now it was it was daylight in Ukraine at that point. And it was like bombing, bombing, bombing. I'm like oh my god. Like I was like that was what I've seen at three o'clock in the morning. It was like. Players and negotiations, but then bomb and, and Kiev. I'm like, oh man, like this is a this is this is a mind f right now because there's so much worse going on than what I'm dealing with. But again, like not being selfish, you but you think about like it's our livelihood. So there's a lot riding on these guys figuring this out for a lot of people. But it's it's tough, and you just gotta somehow find a way to stay positive, optimistic, and and keep keep moving ahead. That and preparing because if you shut it down and you act like it's not going to happen the day that they do the, do the deal and you're not prepared for it, you're behind the eight ball. Yeah. Right. The other thing is, um, sometimes I think like, you know, they did a nice thing for the stadium workers, you know, the players and the owners put what a million bucks in a piece, million bucks, yeah. uh, a million bucks in a piece, uh, which is nice to be able to distribute. Um, but I also, they missed the front office folks. I mean, there's a lot of people making, Twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars around Major League Baseball selling tickets, right? Like being the operations manager. Yes, it's it's definitely um, it's that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's going almost back to what happened with the, the 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 pandemic, right? Like there were so many people whose livelihoods were affected by who rely on that income for second jobs, etc. So it's. But even first jobs. Yeah, a lot of people first jobs. I mean, yeah, I'm raising my hand. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. It, look, the, there's smarter people in the room. Hopefully, they'll figure this out. They're at least lawyers. No comment. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> lawyers and I typically are, do not get along. But uh, um, anyway, well, I appreciate your insight there. I will say, you know, from a minor league standpoint, the minor league teams. I'm not in minor league baseball anymore. I'm just my old insight if I was. They got to be drooling, right? They're the only show in town. I mean, seriously. Uh, because they're the only people this affects is the 40 man roster. Um, and the other minor league players, they're playing, right? So, like, they're the only game in town. So, if you want to go see Red Sox baseball, you're going to Portland, you're going to Worcester um, in, in New England, right? So, like, they're drooling because. They have more opportunity of people wanting to come and see them than anybody else. I think, uh, you know, Worcester should do great because there's just more people. You know, people still like the game, still like to go see them. They still like to go and enjoy things outdoors. Um, so the minor leagues are they're gonna they're gonna eat this up. You yeah, I mean, people are gonna need to go to sporting events during the summer, and minor league baseball might have a monopoly. I, I mean. I mean that's worst case scenario. I fingers, guess not, fingers crossed that it's all fine. Yeah, but, uh, that, that's worst case scenario. I think at that point, but I, 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 I'm hoping that they don't have a monopoly. <laughs> that means there's no baseball yeah, being played. But um, yeah, no, it's it's an unfortunate situation that hopefully will resolve itself in the near future. And the the one thing you always have to remind yourself is every time you're in the middle of something, it seems like it's never going to end. It's forever, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you'll get through it, and it'll feel like. 10 years like the beginning of the pandemic feels like so long ago right it's only two years yeah, ago right it feels like forever ago totally so I, um yeah it's well 
you'll get through it. Um, I know, just as a baseball fan, like I, I'm, I want to watch the games, right? I want to, I want to totally see it all. Totally, like, um, you know, I'm anxious to go to a game with you and you know go Fenway and see it. And little Fenway Frank, little beer, sit, sit out yeah, there in the nice right. sun, get out of this stupid winter that we have here in New England. Stupid so winter. yeah, right. We're all excited to go be able to do that. So, um, but anyway, it's a, it'll be interesting. Um, and I appreciate the insight on that because it's uh, it's interesting to get from a person who is actually you know, living this. You 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 are you are living this. Yeah, we're we're just like a fan. We're rooting for it to get done. Like it's we want we want just, we want to play. We want to we want to watch baseball. We want to do our job, right? And speaking of watching baseball, um, here's a new way. I saw that today they announced it, right? That. Uh, T- Apple Timmy Apple announced Friday it. Night game? Yeah, Timmy Apple announced it at the Apple event today. So they have now they have now an MLB. Did you just call him Timmy Apple? Yeah, that's his name, isn't it? Tim Cook is now named Timmy Apple. You don't remember when Trump called him that? No, I did not know that. I did not, I, <laughs> he met with him. He said, "I met with Tim Apple today." <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Tim Apple went to the White House. Um, so yeah, no, Tim Cook announced at the, at the Apple event that they now have a partnership with Major League Baseball to stream two games with doubleheader on Friday nights, which is definitely, as you and I have discussed, a probably precursor into Apple getting heavily into sports live television with the Apple Plus. Right. And I, uh, everything that I've seen, they are a lead contender for DirecTV's old rights of uh, Sunday Night Football, not Sunday Night Football, um, Sunday Ticket. Uh, I would love that. I would that would that would make <laughs> my day if they got that. Yeah, right. Um, that that'd be. I'd be wonder how much it would cost, but um, it would be. Uh, it'd be great, you know, having Apple, Apple Plus, and just Apple in general being more engaged in sports is a good thing. Oh my good, God! Good yeah, for I mean, I mean, yes, because like everyone has pretty much one in their back pocket. So if there's getting alerts to open up and watch a big moment in a game, which because you, I don't know if you saw, they're going to do like a MLB Red Zone on Apple TV as well. Fantastic! Yeah, that's what they should be doing. That's you know, put the most exciting plays. Uh, I think it's NFL Red Zone. NFL Red Zone is like the greatest invention of all time. I think it's called like, MLB Big Inning. Is what they're going to call it. There's a better name than that, but uh, my opinion, uh, a big inning. I, get, I don't know. I think that's what it's being called. Big inning. There's got to be a better name, right? The big inning? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, even, I didn't really give too much thought to it, quite honestly. <laughs> why do I not? Why am I not? Uh, I, mean, I mean, they must be if, like a, big, if, if a big inning's happening, it's like tune in. I guess. I don't know. What would you call it? Maybe- I don't know. So I, I'm trying. I hate being the guy who like criticizes something and doesn't come up with a better idea. Um. <laughs> There's no like we don't like MLB doesn't have a red zone. Like they don't have a scoring zone, right? Like what would you, uh, um, what would you call it? I guess what's the most dramatic? You know, the, bases loaded. You always think you know bases loaded, full count, bottom of the ninth. Uh, you know, you bring in your closer. What are some other baseball things towards the end? But it, that's not. But I think it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be towards the red zone's not towards the end. It could be like the second inning where. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's when the most drama is. Right, but that's not what they're gonna log. You might get a second inning alert that to log in because Fernando Tatis is up with the bases loaded in the second inning. Like a big inning. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I got to think of something. Maybe I'll think up a, a something. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts, but I don't love big inning. <laughs> um, yeah, come up with a better name. Send it to send it. I know. Damn it! I got to do that. That's a that's a send it to, send it to Timmy here. Apple. Timmy Apple will take suggestions. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Apple, please. <laughs> Uh, as a shareholder, as a shareholder, I can get you into the door, so it's fine. I'll, yeah, I'll help I also, you. I, I also have like you know one point two shares of. If uh, if you stock. if you're if you're American with any type of money in the stock market or any fund, you own Apple. Like it's literally impossible not to. If you have a yeah, right. any fund, you own Apple stock. Yeah, exactly. You have to. Um, How much do you think? And I don't know the answer to this. I literally have no idea. And I I honestly don't. What do you think Apple paid MLB for? Uh, what do you think they paid them? Uh, two hundred million. That's what someone else just told me. I, that's their guess too. I, I don't. I have no. No, we don't know. Um, that's my guess. Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred million. Two hundred million for two games a week and the the beginning. <laughs> in the bit. In the bit. In the beginning. I don't like how it sounds like it's the beginning. <laughs> beginning. Beginning. The beginning. What, beginning. The beginning of what? Is this, who's on first? Who's on oh, yeah, first? Right. This is, the, this is the beginning of a who's on first joke. What's on second? Who? Who, who was on first? I don't know. I don't know. Third who base. On, Third base. So the beginning. Is this the beginning? What about the end of the game? Is this the beginning? No, it's the middle. <laughs> You're very um, passionate about this name. <laughs> I do not like the name, but I'll find a different. i got to come up with a better option You know, next time we do a podcast. But yes, <laughs> being involved with Apple equals good thing, though. Even though they kind of screwed up on the name. Oh, Michael! Michael! Oh, Michael Scott texted me. He's in. He's in. He's in. He's an MLB employee as well. Very ingrained into this lockout. No, he's sending me tweets. Right. Um, what was I gonna say? This has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Did you see Russell Wilson got traded today? I did. There was a bunch Aaron of Rogers yeah, two hundred million dollars. Well, Aaron Rodgers denied that. <clears throat> he came out and denied it. Oh yeah, um, I did see that, but I did. Sorry, it's emblazoned in my brain that he got two hundred million dollars. But uh, some guarantee. But you, yeah, but you know, Mahomes got four hundred and fifty million. So like two hundred ain't shit. <laughs> so, yeah, but for four years. Yeah, no, I know it's ridiculous. It's Fifty million dollars a year. He's denying it, but yes, the the, the NFL today. Came out with two massive quarterback news stories. By the way, the baseball's got to love that. Let the NFL take the headlines today. <laughs> yeah, I get. Well, unless they come to an agreement like, tonight. If they come to an agreement, then yeah, they don't want any Aaron Rodgers talk. But like, but yeah, I would think if I was baseball, you'd want to be on the back pages, not on the front. No, pages. no, base. Yeah, the the the, the war in Ukraine has helped baseball hide in obscurity right now. But um, yes, Russell Wilson. Got traded to the Broncos, which you never really see a guy of that stature typically get traded in the NFL, like a quarterback. That's a very, very... Yeah, for players and picks and everything. It's very, 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 very rare. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's always... I I, uh, find it uh, it interesting. So do you think he requested a trade, or do you think they decided to just get rid of him? I think I... From what I heard, it it was like a mutual, like... You you good? I'm good. Let's figure out this. Yeah. Let's figure this out. Been, right. Yeah. So I think most both of them were motivated uh, to do it. Everything that I've heard is just kind of you know, kind of wear out your welcome. Not I don't know if wear out your welcome. That sounds negative to Russell Wilson, um, but I think it's sometimes it's just time I mean, to move. Yeah. On. Sometimes you're done. I mean, he's been with Pete Carroll his whole career. Maybe just sometimes you just need a new boss, right? You just need to change. 
Yeah, it was like Brady and Belichick. Left minor league baseball for seventeen years. Right, like Brady and Belichick. Like, you know. Yeah, time to time to go. Time to do something else. Yeah, right. I get that. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on uh, tonight was we. I thought we had a very good interview with Gene DeFilippo, who is the turnkey managing director. The one thing I was a little nervous about going into that is like, what the hell is turnkey? Because I'm not sure everybody knows what turnkey is. Yep. But like. If there's the preeminent, you know, the dominant executive search firm in sports, it's turnkey. Do you agree? Yes, big time. So you go see, like, uh, especially in college athletics, like someone going looking for an AD, someone going looking for a head football coach, uh, you know, high-profile coordinator jobs. You go look at them. They're, like, hiring turnkey. And you go look for vice president jobs uh, in sports in general. Yeah, they're, bi- uh, they're from the business standpoint. They're the ones yep. making the phone calls. They're the ones doing that. They are the you know dominant uh, executive search firm in sports, all the sports. So, um, so I was. I wanted to make sure that everyone kind of understood the magnitude of what uh, Gene is doing. Um, and I always, I, and being Springfield college grads, uh, you know, it was a nice thing. I just, I didn't know. So I just reached out to him and, um, he said, Hey, as a Springfield college guy, what do you think about coming on to this thing? And he said, yeah, sure. Of course. And, uh, he's, it was very cool. I, I enjoyed my conversation with Gene, but one of the things that I liked that Gene, I think explained pretty well was, um, that on the way to be able to navigate your way when you're kind of in the midst of your career, right? Like walking through the times where it's not just, Hey, I need to get my first job, right? Yep. No, I've, I've been doing this for three or four years. Then what? Right. And his thing of going to, uh, be the AD of South Carolina, one of the offshoot South Carolina schools. I'm sorry, the name uh, is uh, forget is uh, uh, escaping me. But the <coughs> um, we should be um, so to be able to go and take that job where he basically goes and says I can go do it all and learn a little bit of everything, almost like he went into minor league sports and said, all right, I'm going to be a fundraiser here. I'm going to be operations here. I'm going to be doing football, you know, stuff here. And then kind of going back to bigger schools like he did at um, Villanova and such. Um, and the way he navigated that and using the people he knew, who ended up being the commissioner of the SEC, you know, no big deal, humble brag there. Um, <laughs> yeah, humble brag. Right, is, uh, was I, I thought was very interesting, right? And I think some of the things that we could all – uh, learn from you know I would ask Marty these questions when uh, it's like what do you think about this how do you think about that and then when it was time to go from Marty when I left Omaha to go to Scranton to be the president of the team who was my biggest cheerleader was Marty yep right and that's mid not mid career but I was still pretty early in my career but like uh, you know 10 years into not even 10 years eight or nine years into the career and been able to uh, help navigate there that was one of the things too, is like kind of that mid, you know, the next job, right? Not the final job where it's like, all right, this is where I'm going to be for a long time. But like, you know, step two or three of a, you know, 10 or 15 step process, you know, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, no, it, that totally makes sense. 
So I thought Gene did a really good job there. He also gave, at the end, at the end, <clears throat> Gene, I thought, gave some of the greatest advice of all time. You know, Gene's probably in his 70s and, you know, kind of has some, uh, uh, you know, he's like a grandpa. I felt like I was talking to my grandpa. And he goes, one of the things I did horribly was enjoy the journey. And there are some things that he talked about. He goes, you, you know, you're not going to feel like you've got the confidence to go and do something. You can do it. He goes, but the journey is just as enjoyable as the outcome. He goes, there's going to be times in life where you have bad days. He goes, bad days are your best friend. He goes, there's no growth in good days. There's growth in bad days. And uh, <coughs> it's just kind of a different way. You know, that kind of like was stark to me. It's always kind of like you want to get through the shitty days just so that you can be done. Um, but when it comes to when he said that, it was like, well, you're kind of right, right? Like when everything's going great, you don't really learn too much. But when things are going bad, you learn a lot about yourself and uh, about the next step. I mean, I agree with I, I definitely agree with him that and I, I've tried to curtail this is enjoy the journey because someone asked me the other day, like what advice would I give them to, to, to myself in my twenties? And I said, I would document more stuff that I, I was able to do and was fortunate to have happen in my career early on. Right. Like you just, you, you felt like, uh, just like, shy about doing those things like taking pictures or like doing whatever it would be to like document I hate that taking pictures right but like now i look back i'm like i wish i had more pictures like to, totally agree so like i definitely <laughs> I wish i had way more and i suck at it yeah no i wish i had way more pictures of all the cool stuff like I, documenting that world that now i just have memories in my mind but as that as you get older and you get more and more memories you forget those right so i think enjoying the journey for sure and the bad days, and, and you, it's, look, it's, that's just such a positive way to look at a bad day. It's like you can use it as a way to grow and figure out. Not, we've all had a lot of bad days the past couple of years, and we've talked about how did you use it to get better. It's a, it was, he was just, I don't know, he, he just kind of like spoke to me when it comes to some of those things. And um, like I really, uh, I, really, uh, I really appreciated that. He was... And it's almost like there was also this like stick to your gunsness of like if you know you're right stick to them right like people might try to um, you know divert you and some other things but we're, stick to your guns. We're both stick rubbing our eye. Guns. It was like, like almost like a yawn. Maybe both, we're both rubbing our eye right now. I, my eye is so itchy. I don't know what happened. Uh, pink eye, man. Oh, you ever have pink eye? I have not. No. I uh, I got pink eye a couple times when I was. I don't know, in high school or something like that, middle school, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It's like you'd wake up, pink eye, you can't open your eyes, and you're like, eyes are crusted shut. And then, like, you go to the doctor, they give you the little drops, and then your eyes open up, and then it's like 10 in the morning, right? So you like, you feel fine. Yeah, yeah. So you're not sick. Yeah. So you just basically get, like, this free off day of school. So I, <laughs> pink eye, great. Just give me the drops. Pink I got like a free. I've never heard anyone describe pink I, eye. I got like a free. I got like a free day of. I'm uh, free off day. Love me some you pink sick. eye. You weren't sick. You weren't sick. But you couldn't go to school. Right. 
You're contagious. So you play outside. You can go do whatever the hell you wanted to. <laughs> but you didn't. So you just got to go. I've like, never heard drops. anyone describe. Was, oh, I love pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have me in your life. Absolutely. We need. We need you for the. Can you stay up to three o'clock in the morning with me again tonight? Because it seems like it's gonna be one of those nights. I am not going to stay. Come up. on. We want to watch three. Twitter all night. All right. Will they or won't they? You know what, you know what Apple should have paid for, honestly? Be like, let me in those damn negotiating rooms and live stream this shit so everyone can see what the hell is going on. How many people would watch that? No one. It's got to be the most boring No story. way. Like, to see, like, what's actually happening. Like, people in our world would watch that. People in our world would watch that, but, like, no one else cares. I don't know. People watch. It's just legal talk. It's just legal talk. It's talking through a contract. Yeah, but, like, hearing them, like, what they're actually arguing about and what they're saying. Like, people blow up, people blow up in those things. Like, By the way, I uh, you can't say this, so I'm going to. Rob Manfred really needs to work on his uh, outward. Uh, there's some things that he did. Working on his golf swing. Did you see those pictures of him working on? His I have golf no swing? idea what you're talking about. And then him smiling and laughing when he's about to give the press conference. I have no idea what you're talking about. That he's going to cancel games. Like Rob, come on! Like we, you can't do that. I know you can't comment on this. This is me. I don't work in minor league baseball or major league baseball. I'm unaffiliated with baseball. But Rob, Rob, Rob Manfred cannot do that. A PR. Would you like to comment and like, uh, and uh, you know, <laughs> and just like agree with me, you know, wholeheartedly? No, you can't do that. Uh, but I can. And uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't see this. I, was, I must have missed it. I wonder what Rob is working on on his golf swing. I was thinking about that. <laughs> you got to be drawing the ball. You got to draw the ball, and uh, you know, sometimes you got to get your hands in that kind of slot position. I'm sure he's working on that. I'm sure he's a very I good. Get- I'm sure he's a very good golfer. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Um, what was I going to say? I did get fitted for golf clubs. Oh. You ever, that was kind of fun. You getting brand you, you getting new, was, I called, new, new that, sticks? That's, an, that's the understatement of the world. Actually, I kept the heads of my golf clubs. Uh, understatement of the world is it was heaven for me. I went there, and they hit every club in the bag, and they tell you exactly how far it's going, what you're doing wrong, and they provide you options to make to fix that, and it's great. It's great. I did it for like three hours. It's incredible. Um, are you get so you are you using your discount? No, you don't get one with Callaway. What? You don't get a Callaway discount. They did give us one around Christmas time. It was on like apparel. I was hoping for ones on sticks. Uh, yeah, you want some new sticks. So are you going? Are- Could use that. And then they also own uh, Odyssey, which is the number one putter in. I got. I got. I have an Odyssey. White hot baby. White hot. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was. It was white hot when we won the. Uh, when we won the golf. It tournament. was white hot when we won the golf tournament. Um, we won by a stroke, right? We did one stroke. One stroke, and it was we crushed eighteen. We did. We, I hit. I hit that three. I hit that three as probably as far as I could hit it, um, onto the green, and then we 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 two putted. We won. Yeah, right. You hit the drive. You crushed the drive, and then I, I crushed, crushed the three, drive. and then we were on and we were on in two on the par five. We were putting for eagle, and we made a birdie to yep. win it. Woo woo! Larry, take a chance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you are you March Madness guy? Uh, I enjoy it a great deal. Yes. Okay. Uh, especially the first two days. 
The first two days are. It's the it's days. the 18th, right? March 18th. Yeah, it's next Thursday and Friday. Is oh, is it Thursday the first day or Friday the first day? I think Thursday is the first day. I think it's Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. Yeah, that's right. So it's the first Thursday, day is St. Patrick's Day? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Thursday, Friday is the round of 64. And then Saturday, Sunday is the round of 32, and they take a few days off to play the Sweet 16. I was supposed to go to Liverpool that weekend. But I can't. It's uh, they move. First world problems again. Too many no, states. No, no. Go to England. No, I'm not going anymore because... Um, Liverpool won their game the other day in the FA Cup, so now they have to move the Man U game, which actually I was looking forward to going, but Rachel's going to probably hear about this, me not going anymore on this podcast. So she's going to be mad, so I should probably tell her before she hears the podcast. You should probably tell her tonight. Uh, March 17th. So have we planned some of your life here today, so we're working on eating less steaks, more... So no, the first fish, first, and then you're not going to Liverpool. Uh, correct. This is the life of a top tier sports executive, right? People listening to this could be you. They should aim to be Chris Vontaine. <laughs> you're talking about going to Look, see what I'm wearing right uh, now. Capital Grill, and you got your Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Wasabi Fenway Bowl pullover. Pullover, very nice. Hot cloud storage, and, uh, baby. <laughs> by the way, I'm a I'm a large. I'm a large. Uh, Are you? Oh, because you're yeah. you're tall. Yeah, you're really tall. I'm a lank. I'm a, I'm a lanky son of a bitch. Um, I'm wearing a schmedium right now. And so people are. This podcast, I think people want to be Chris Valente. I want to be Chris Valente. No, that's what no. is what people are saying right now. No, no. Like, oh man, if I could only be Chris Valente, there's. I am you know, world famous. Plugging away in the beginning. Of I am world famous. Don't forget. W- why? Because this podcast is where what? Well, no. That remember I was told by Rachel's neighbor was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. They were enthralled right. that they knew who I was. <laughs> they're like, like, yeah, it's Chris. And you're going to, and you're going to uh, too many steakhouses. That's a good problem to have. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a good. It, I'm, uh, I told you, it's I pre I prefaced it as a douchey comment, but I was just saying, with success comes belt problems. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get you back on the Peloton. No, it was the COVID thing. The 10 days on the damn porch threw me off. Yeah, I gotta get on the Peloton. The Peloton, are they still in business? I I hope so, because I'm still writing them a check every month. So <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, they're debiting from my, my bank account every month, so I hope they're in business. Holy cow. Um, Baseball back? No. Peloton is lower than their initial IPO. They were at like $150 a share. They're at $22. That's crazy. Did you hear that? That's crazy. $150. This is January 1st, 2021. So in a year, they went from 162 on Christmas Day. I'm looking at it right now. To $22.55. And they are lower than their initial IPO. That's wild. That's out of this world. That's, I mean, it honestly, I'm not, I'm not gonna make, I'm not, forget Peloton. I think the stock market's in for a m- massive correction. Like, well, you're in the midst of it. I mean, I, well, that's being more because of the war right now. But like, think about how much your portfolio went up during the pandemic. It didn't make any sense. 
Yeah, but I <laughs> the um It's coming, baby. Don't I mean, but it's, right now it's not that much higher. It's Dow Jones at thirty two thousand. I mean, you're not talking like it's at fifty. No, I know, but the do I remember the pandemic how much money everyone made? Like the billionaires? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> made no sense. Everyone's out of work. No one's leaving their house. The supply chains are shut down. The stock market just keeps going up. But it made no sense. <laughs> it made no sense. But like stocks no. like that, who crushed during the pandemic because everyone was like, "Oh, I'm at home. I'll buy that home fitness thing." That was fake, right? Like it was, they didn't. Well, they didn't have an other plan. Right. Well, they ordered too many bikes when. They were like, oh, we'll keep selling this many. It's like, no, people go back to gyms now. They're like, it's way cheaper. And like, I love the Peloton, but it's for sure not just an item. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to, like, I don't think many 20-year-olds can buy these. It's not cheap. Yeah, what? It's several thousand dollars. Plus, you got to pay like a monthly thing, right? It's Yeah, it's 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 like two grand to buy and then $39 a month. Yeah, right. Not cheap. So, yeah, you're. I, I would never be able to buy that at 25. What are you, crazy? No, of course not. <laughs> like, I mean, at 25, I was making $16,000 a year. Yeah, I was not making much more. So, like, I, no way am I buying a Peloton and paying 39, $39 a month. I'd be like, I'm all about Platinum Fitness, guys. Uh, 10 bucks a month. Here we <laughs> yeah, go. Like, right. So, yeah. Uh, I remember the place that we did a trade in Battle Creek was called Mingus Creek. Mingus, Mingus. I always thought that was a funny Mingus. word. Mingus. It sounds like Mingus. dingus. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. Um, there's not really a track. Let's just hope that baseball plays. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah. Um, so it's good to talk to you again. Um, and uh, I hope that next time that they figure out. Yeah, if we're talking next week and there's baseball, baseball, we'll be. I'll be doing. A, I'll be doing happy dances on this podcast. <laughs> happy dances would be good. Yeah. Happy dances would be good. Yes. Um, all right. Well, unless you, you got anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'll talk to you later. Later.